You're listening to episode 46 of the Mad Chatters podcast, August 12th, 2015. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and I'm joined, as always, by my fellow hosts, Matthew. Howdy. And Jeremy. I am not fast. What is that? That is such a vague reference. He's saying he's slow. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so it's not a quote from a Disney movie. It's just, like, biographical. It is to a quote, and it's actually a very funny quote. I just didn't say it with the same kind of voice the character says it. Clearly. Well, let's hear it then. Uh, oh, I can't really do a good job. I'll is try. it Country Bears? No. Oh, bless. <laughs> it's like, if we're already quoting Country Bears, we have uh, we need to just stop this podcast. That's got a good little quote. I uh, might be big, but I'm quick. I am not fast. I'm still. Okay, nope. I'll give you another one. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Big Hero 6. That's when they're trying to escape and they're in that abandoned warehouse. And okay. He's like, Run, Dimax! And he's like, I am not fast. It always makes me laugh every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen that one time, but it was good. All right. Well, it is a big week for Disney fans because it is the last chance for Mad Chatters fans to get their Mad Chatters t shirts. That's right. <laughs> That's right, folks. Get I was thinking all day long. Yeah. I don't think I've even ordered one for myself yet. No, you haven't. You need to get on that, Matthew. And one for your mom and your baby and your wife and your dad. <laughs> That's lots of $18. <laughs> <laughs> we can put you on some sort of payment plan if you like. Yeah, let's <laughs> finance our teachers. It's the layaway program. We finance. We Bad credit. Okay. <laughs> only, only for our real fans and hosts. At 2% interest. Uh, no, but for real, it really is the last week. So if you would like one, let us know by Monday, August 17th. Um, but it's also a big week for Disney fans because this weekend is the D23 Expo in Anaheim. Before we move on from shorts. Shorts? Are we selling <laughs> shorts too? <laughs> With mad chatters across the butt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, all kinds of things. Um, before we move on from <laughs> shirts, uh, our faithful listeners and my dear friends, uh, Eddie and Michelle, wanted me to make sure that you all know that they are happy that we have purple shirts available and they will be ordering purple shirts. Do these people exist? <laughs> yes, they exist. <laughs> and, um, anyways. Like Carl now, aren't they? He's kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there. but Michelle was, she said, be sure to tell the other guys. We like the purple. We are getting the purple. So. Okay, I've had another order for a purple shirt as well. So there we go. Good. Thank one. you all. The four of y'all can enjoy your purple shirts. <laughs> all our lives we've had to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, D23 Expo this weekend. We're going to talk a lot about that on this week's episode. But before we get to that, we are going to um, share our critiques on certain parts of the Disney universe in another round of The Good, The Bad, and the ugly. Matt, do you want to announce what we're going to be judging this week? This week we're going to be judging um, or discerning Mm. between parade floats at Walt Disney World. And uh, these were limited by our faithful host, Jeremy, to current parades, uh, whether they be the Main Street Electrical Parade, Festival of Fantasy Parade, the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, or the Boo to You Halloween. It's actually, correction, it's actually uh, the... Once upon a Christmas time. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very merry Christmas party. Well, we had to put some limits on it. Otherwise, think about how many parade floats have come and gone throughout Walt Disney World history. We did not include the electrical water pageant. 
I oh. did. Oh, did you? Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's <laughs> like, good for you, because I didn't. <laughs> but uh, anyways, all right. Shall, shall I start with the good? Yeah. All right. My good is uh, from Festival of Fantasy. Imagine that. And it is the Maleficent ah. Dragon Float. Yeah. Um, I chose that because I, I love that Disney put a little bit of uh, imagination and weren't afraid to go outside the box. They could have put just an exact replica of the dragon from Sleeping Beauty, but they decided to take Maleficent and add like a steampunk sort of look to her, which again, I think is great. It's going outside the box. It's thinking differently. It's putting a, a fresh spin on Maleficent. And not only that, but you have Prince Philip who... Uh, walks in front of it and battles if you would uh, Maleficent and the best part is she breathes fire so as mm. she's going down she will rear her head and let it out and it always gets a big pop from the crowd whenever oh, that yeah. super dramatic in a good way all the right yes. ways yeah. yes so good job f- for Maleficent yeah okay mine technically is not a float <laughs> per se but but I had to include it because this is my favorite part of any parade. And it is the entire Haunted Mansion section from mm-hmm. the Boot to You parade, starting with... Oh, that's mine. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad I... It doesn't count as cheating then if two, two of yeah, us do it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so it starts with the caretaker holding the lantern and walking his dog, which already is just like, oh, that's from the attraction. Like, it just kind of gives you that feeling. And then my favorite part are the guys who have the shovels and mm. like they almost battle each other for like a few seconds, like they tap their shovels against each other. And then the best part is when they scrape them across the pavement and you see the actual sparks fly. I mm. love that. And then you got like a little cemetery thing, but then you see the ballroom dancers, the men and women dressed in like the old ragged clothing. And they almost look like zombies, but they're the ghosts that dance in the ballroom and I just love that whole section. It's so perfect. And if you're going to put it in any parade, it has to be the Halloween parade. Plus the hitchhikers who, the three hitchhikers who play the instruments. Yep. That's fun. Now they do actually have a little float, don't they? Yeah. The closing out that section is the float with the hitchhiking ghosts. It's not, I mean, it's a float technically, but it's not really themed or elaborately. It's just big enough for them to ride on and play their, their instruments. Well, I like that whole portion of that parade. Probably the best of anything I've ever seen in a parade. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big parade person, so I like that parade a lot. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, well then, I guess we can move on to bad then, if that was your Mm -hmm. good. Oh, that was your good, Matt? That was my good. I would say the Haunted Mansion float, but I'd say the whole thing if that's allowed. Yeah, Uh, yeah. sure, we'll allow it. It's all together, you know. There, well, before we move on, let me say, there are lots of good options that I, I had did have a hard time choosing. I agree. Because just about every float or section in the Christmas parade and the Halloween is good. Just about, as we'll see later. Anyways, um, my bad. Again, bad is not bad in the sense that it's bad, but it's bad in the sense that it could be improved. Yes. Yes. I'm just laughing because you said bad a lot in that sentence. Because I'm bad. Uh, Mine's going to jump off. I said Maleficent for my good. Maleficent, not Maleficent. Maleficent for my good. And so my bad is Elliot from Main Street Electrical Parade. Really? Okay. The reason I say that, because when you compare the two... (laughs) Elliot is just kind of dated. Well, that's not fair. Yeah, but I'm saying... That's not the game we're playing. No, that's true, but I'm saying they could improve Elliot to be on par with... The only thing that Elliot has over Maleficent is Pete rides him, Mm -hmm. which I think is cool. And I do like how he disappears, you know, the lights go off, he kind of thing. But it would be kind of cool if he could breathe fire. I know he puffs out the smoke out of his nose, but he's kind of a stagnant character as he goes by as far as movement goes. So maybe let his neck move up and down, give him some fire, give him a little animation. Yeah. There's room for improvement. I know what you mean, but I will have, I will say that as I watch that parade, that's still to me, one of the more impressive ones, just because in size alone, like it's like ahead of it are, you know, dopey driving the short little mind train thing. Like all of them are pretty short. And then when that dragon comes, it's just like, Oh wow. There's Pete. And he's so bright and green. Or Elliot, I mean. Yeah. Mm. There was a span there in 2010 for about nine months 
where I was convinced I was going to work at Disney World to be Pete and ride on that dragon. That was like <laughs> the dream. So it still kind of is. That's really him talking, right? Like he uh-huh. makes up the lines. Okay. Yeah, he and Alice, you know, you can see they have their little microphones there and yeah. they greet people and say hello. Yeah, I find that kind of annoying to be honest. Yes, both but of them. Not when I do it, it would be. Well, no, great. of course. I would say, hello, Derek. Is he British? Pete is, yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Alice is British, not Pete. You're right, because yeah. he's like in Maine, isn't he, or something like that? Something like that. I've never White seen House. that. I don't know. Hmm. Yo, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's like Jersey. Maybe the remake, he'll be from somewhere else. Oh, they probably will, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For mine, it is the opening float of Festival of Fantasy, which is Belle and the Beast in the front. Mm. And then in the back, it rotates. Not not as in, like, sometimes it's one, sometimes the other, but, like, it, it literally spins around. <laughs> and it is, let's see, Tiana... And Naveen, right, on one side. And the other side are Anna, Elsa, and Olaf. And the reason I say this could be improved is because, first of all, the float is kind of boring compared to the rest of the floats in a parade that are... All the floats are really, really cool and unique, and they all have interactive elements where, like, the people swing back and forth. And this float is very stagnant compared to all those. Mm -hmm. But also I said it's bad because I remember when they announced that the the frozen section of this float was like a last minute addition because it was supposed to be, help me out, maybe Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I sp- yeah, it's supposed to be another princess. And then they added them at the last minute. And so Olaf is like this little spinning animatronic thing, which I guess is good because he's proportionately sized for once. But it's like a year later and it's still... A year and a half later, and it's still the same Olaf when now they have the actual character that they could put on who can wave to guests and be interactive. And I just yeah. feel like it, it's time to maybe update that a little bit now that we have more Frozen stuff at our Is this the resources. float that has lots of flowers on it? So many flowers. Okay, yeah, I agree. This yeah. is like this is like stereotypical 80s parade float with all the flowers poked into yeah. the fence, you know. That's interesting that you say that. Why? It's just interesting. Oh, okay. I like being interesting. Because my bad is the Peter Pan float from this parade. Mm. Okay. Now, there are lots of things to like about this, and I want to look at it. I like the skull rock thing with a little, almost like a little tattoo map on the side. Right. I like the crocodile following it. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's nice. I like the ship and the anchor and, and how it, it wrote, uh, uh, swings and Hook is on the bottom and, and, and Peter Pan and Wendy are on top. I, what I don't like is the rainbow and socio-political things aside, nothing to do with that. I mean, it looks like something out of the Rose Parade that some high school put together. With all okay. like this, it's, it's like sequin covered. You know, it looks like like disco ball. It really looks like something you would see at your your neighborhood uh, Christmas parade. Yeah, just not the best material. It kind of looks flimsy. Well, I don't, I don't really, even know how to describe it. I don't really get the rainbow. Is that a Peter Pan reference? Well, when they pull into Neverland, when they fly into Never, pull into Neverland. And they, <laughs> they were here. Get out. No, when they fly into Neverland, there's a rainbow that goes like from the waterfall down into the okay. little water there. So it's, I mean, it's kind of iconic, I guess. But um, I feel like Tinkerbell, who's at the bottom of the rainbow, should be sitting in a pot of gold or something. Yeah, that's good. Singing, it's a small world with me, lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's not even this presence of the rainbow. It's just they could have, I don't know, used some different material or. Or something different. I don't know. It lo- it looks just it just looks cheap. Yeah. My ugly. I have two, but I'm going to say one that I don't think somebody else said, and then if it's not mentioned, I'll bring it up the other one. My one that I chose for my ugly is the villain's float in the boo to you, and it's not that it's ugly in the sense of I can tell you, oh, I don't like this because that's the problem there's nothing to it and that disappoints me because for the halloween parade i mean nothing screams villains more than the boo to you parade to me you know in that event and then they cram all the villains on one little float 
with some of them walking behind it, but they're all on there. But there's nothing to the float at all. It just is like a generic, like, podium stands, not podiums, but stands or whatever all around. Like platforms? Platforms, that's the word I'm looking for. And so it's just really disappointing. I think they missed a great opportunity to have, like, either, like, a giant awesome looking villains float or having two or three smaller but still awesome looking villains floats and they just kind of have like a a villains barge almost in a way <laughs> where it's just like a flat thing with wheels that rolls by yeah so anywho that's why i say it's ugly because it just was a total missed opportunity i see okay um, mine is actually from a parade that was not mentioned but it does fit in the category because it is a current parade and it is every single blasted float from move it shake it dance and play it in the <laughs> afternoon yeah someone tweeted the other day uh i think it was mark willard who does the photography and he said there are very few experiences at disney world that would actually improve disney world if it were just eliminated altogether with no replacement and that parade is one of them and I wholeheartedly agree because, first of all, the music is kind of annoying. But even beside that, we're talking about the floats themselves. They are all just generic, giant, colorful. Like a lot of them are presents, gift wrap presents. That's Nothing strange. Disney about them. Nothing where you look forward to the next one. Like, oh, there's the one with Donald. Or, I mean, technically the characters are on them, but the floats themselves all look the same. And so there's nothing for you to like look down the street and be like, oh, I want to wait for that one. That's a really cool float. No, you're just going to be like, well, this is stupid. Get me out of here. Because it's the same thing over and over again. It's been a while since I've seen this. Uh-huh. Are the characters still inside the presence? Do they mm. still come out during the show? Some are, but a lot of them are just standing in front of the presence. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about on Main Street, right? Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, like halfway through, they the presence and like, Mad Hatter comes out of one, and Sebastian uh, comes out of another one. Like Lumiere comes out of the one. Now that's Mr. possible. Incredible. That's possible. But still, the floats themselves. No, are they're just, yeah, they're they're so generic. Yeah, you know what? Something else I hate since we're bringing this up about generic stuff we hate. How they have reused those blasted cone oh, floats yes. for everything from the block party bash. Yes, they've been traffic cones, and now there's something else currently. I forget what they're. But they are, but oh. they are, or I saw them at the Christmas one on TV. Okay, they were candy cane things, at one, or candy corn. Candy corns for the Halloween yes. parade. Yeah. And then uh. they were on the Christmas parade, the one on TV, where they kind of bring out random floats. And I was like, there's those blasted traffic cones again. <laughs> yeah, and, they were uh, probably icicles for some frozen parade or something. <laughs> like, they reuse that thing. Well, same thing with the Christmas parade, that castle float. With that, uh, all the, the princesses mirrors, are, yes, yes, the mirrored one. I hate that float. I want it to burn. Well, they're <laughs> using a, some of a few of the 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 Christmas parade floats now for the frozen junk at Hollywood Studios. Okay, you know, that, that makes sense. Oh, I was so angry this last Christmas when they took Uncle Scrooge for Olaf and put Olaf out there instead. If well, well, uh, now that it's permanent uh, studios, maybe they'll put him back for the Christmas one. I, I didn't know, know he replaced Scrooge McDuck, but that was the float I was talking about when I said they they can update Olaf now in Festival of Fantasy because I was yeah. thinking that float with him on the front because he's just like it's just something about him actually waving at you that makes such a difference, you know? Yeah, definitely. But that float in the in the Once Upon a Christmas time, it was Uncle Scrooge, and then like oh, Uncle uh, Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck. And then they oh, took yeah, him out. That's the same character. They didn't... <laughs> like, the other characters they displaced with Anna and Elsa, like uh, Donald and Daisy, they put them in different spots in the parade. But they did not replace uh, or relocate Scrooge at all. Wow. He's totally gone. And that really ruffled my feathers. Not to ah. put the duck there. but yeah, anyways, Duck puns. That quacked my beak. I don't know. Ah. That <laughs> Mm. All right, Matt. Ugly. Give it to us. Ugly. The Pleasure Island float. The second one from the Main Street Electrical Parade. And I mean the one that's got the giant... The giant head. ...face on the front. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's like... I mean, I know what it is from the movie, <laughs> but when it's... It's just it's the most obscure thing to make a float out of. I mean, I understand the other one. It's got the roller coaster and the Ferris wheel, and it's got the, the, um, the cigars in the back and the Indian cigar things but 
this one comes around the corner. Everybody's like, always oh, like, like, what? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're it's, right. It's it is ugly in every sense of the word. It needs to go. Well, I think we could almost use that about Main Street Electrical Parade in general. It's just not well, an attractive parade. Because listen. since no one brought it up, my other ugly was the Americas uh, portion of that. I know. I, I kind of like was, that. It's random. It is but so, it's, random. so random. So random. And so anticlimactic. Like, Well, it was 76. I mean, it was close to that, right? Yes. Yeah, 40 years ago. <laughs> that needs to go. Yeah. Right, and part of me like tries to make it fit because you know it's always supposed to be the Fourth of July on Main Street, so I'm like, oh, that's what they're trying to do. But I, it's so hard because people love that parade, like especially people who have been Disney fans for decades are like, you cannot get rid of that parade. But for someone who saw Spectro Magic before I saw Main Street Electrical, I'm like, y'all, that parade's got it's it's done. Its time is over. Yeah, I agree, and and I guess the thing that I could understand maybe keeping that that America portion in it if it wasn't the finale. I, to me, it's just like nothing more disappointing than like, <laughs> oh, Tinkerbell, oh, Mickey Mouse, oh, random American colonial girls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's the end. <laughs> All right, great. And the flow is like the most elaborate of any in that entire parade. It's, it's huge. very long. Yes. It's got like the sparklers that do their little thing and, and the, the huge fireworks. flag. Yeah, yeah it's the crazy. fireworks and things and the big eagle. Which, maybe make that Sam the Eagle. Then I'd like it. But <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Um, Jeremy, I'm surprised you had any ugly floats on this list. You're our parade guru in this podcast. Well, I'm also a realist, so there oh, you go. good. Good. All right. Well, there you go. Good, bad, ugly. But you just can't, Nemo! I can't take it anymore! Alright, that's it! Dishonor! Dishonor on your whole family! Blast this pen! Blast this wretched, wretched pen! No thanks to you, I am the laughing stock of the entire kingdom! I know it's a rock! Don't you think I know a rock when I see a rock? I've spent a lot of time around rocks! You are a toy! Why does Disneyland get all the good shows and parades? Since 2010, they've gotten two World of Colors, two new parades, four stage shows, and a new fireworks show. Meanwhile, we're stuck watching Beauty and the Beast for the umpteenth time. If you take away an attraction, we need more than a few weeks before we can be excited that it has returned, i.e. see Captain EO. At some point in the future, Disney's going to have to invest in another bus just for wheelchairs and motorized scooters so that when Mama's trying to get up on the bus at the end of the evening and can perfectly well get up and get on the bus, they can load her wheelchair in another bus beforehand so we don't have to wait on her big butt to get up in there first. Mama. <laughs> it physically pains me to hear people talk about the horrible Disney vacation they had when every piece of evidence they list is their own fault. Either they mm. planned poorly or they pushed themselves too hard, whatever. They have only themselves to blame. As much as I want to believe that every black woman in the 1970s dressed like a Studio 54 go-go dancer, a little less stereotyping in Spaceship Earth would go a long, long way. Disney food people, there's only so many nuances you can bring to little cups of chocolate cake, carrot cake, pudding, and or yogurt. A yogurt's not even a dessert in the first place. So how about offering us a little more option on the quick service dessert menu, please? Why does Pirates of the Caribbean have to be closed for refurbishment the entire time we're in Disneyland? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Fruit snacks do not mean the same thing as candy. I know that Michelle Obama has said we should not eat the candy, but when little children come to your trick-or-treat stop at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, please give us candy and not fruit snacks and or fruit roll-ups. Those are not equatable.
weekend, August 14th through the 16th, is the fourth biannual D23 Expo. And we're going to spend a little time talking about some of the announcements we hope that they give this weekend and some of the other things we hope that they do. Even though none of us can personally be there, we still get excited about it because we are Disney fans. Uh, But before we do that, we know that there are some listeners who might not be familiar with the Expo, so we want to first talk about a little bit of history with D23. So first of all, Jeremy, what exactly is D23? Well, that was the question in 2009 when a lot of people started seeing D23 popping up at different places around the country and in the company as well. And D23 is the official fan club for the Walt Disney Company. And it's named D23, the D standing for Disney, and the 23 standing for 1923, which was the year when Walt Disney arrived in Hollywood and the company was founded. So it's just like a fun place for Disney fans to come together and get some exclusive content and kind of have an identity uh, in the community that is official. There's a lot of people that don't care for it or don't bother to join because they say it's a little too sanitary and a little too uh, corporate, if you would. Yes. But uh, but it's a nice thing. I'm not a member, but you can be a member. There's different levels of membership. Uh, the, the highest one is uh, $75. And then there's the silver, which is uh, $35. Actually, and I think- actually it's, uh, there's gold, which is 80 And I think they got rid of silver. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I think there's just the Is this level. a year or a month? A year. A year. A year. <laughs> but you get, they have a, they put out like a quarterly magazine, mm-hmm. which yeah. you don't have to be a member to get. They sell it in the parks as well. But it's really high quality. It's it is. Nice. It is a nice magazine. And um, you also get like, you get invited to member only events, like when speakers are in the area and they do big panels, you get invited to those. You can yeah. buy special merchandise that only members can buy. I mean, still for me, not worth that, but I know Uber Disney fans really get a lot out of it. Yeah, I'm not a member. I haven't seen the benefits personally, but maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, that same year... We really sold that. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this really stinks. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about D23 in general. We're here to talk about the Expo. And that same year, 2009, they announced that they would be hosting a D23 Expo at the Anaheim Convention Center in the fall, in August. And I think fans didn't quite know what to expect, but it turned out to be a really big hit. So that first year, if you'll remember, was the year that they announced the Fantasyland expansion. So like this, actually, I was going to say the Seven Dwarfs Mind Drain, but I actually think when they first announced it, that wasn't part of the plans. But like Storybook Circus and the Little Mermaid attraction and Be Our Guest Castle, all these announcements that you you may have seen online at the time were actually announced first at this expo with all the art concepts and things like that. This was also where they announced the Star Tours 2.0, if you will, the Adventures Continue. That's where they announced that. Lots of special guests showed up um, when they were talking about a, a fourth Pirates of the Caribbean film. Johnny Depp surprised people by showing up dressed as Jack Sparrow. Um, now, along with all the main panels, they also have a show floor, which um, not only has Disney-sponsored pavilions, so like Walt Disney Imagineering has a pavilion where they maybe show some concept art of projects they're working on, or maybe they actually have like little dioramas or little models of attractions they're working on. Um, Disney Consumer Products always has a big pavilion where they um, sell the latest merchandise or maybe they have things showing what the n- upcoming merchandise will look like. Uh, one of, one thing that I would love to see is the Walt Disney Archives. They always have a whole booth set up with costumes and props that are in the Disney Archives that you can look at, almost like a little museum. Uh, and then, of course, fan sites are allowed to you know rent a space and then have their own booths advertising their podcasts or if blogs you, or whatnot. If you've been whatnot. to a Comic-Con of any type, whether it's San Diego Comic-Con or your local Comic-Cons, uh, it's kind of the set Avon up in that Park same... Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of set up in that uh, same structure where you have different panels, different things you can go to, the floor. Uh, so it's kind of run in that same kind of... It's a uh, convention. Convention, yeah. yeah you know, it really that, is. That kind of thing. In fact, I always want to call it the D23 convention, but that is not its name. It would make more sense, but... It's like a Disney religious community. <laughs> yeah. So they they decided to do this every other year. So we had one in 2009, 11, 13, and now 2015. I do remember the 2011 one, people being somewhat disappointed. Uh, not that it wasn't a good com- 
expo conference. But I think after all the huge news that was announced in 2009, people were expecting the same level of announcements. And I'm not even sure there was a Parks and Resorts panel that year because there was really nothing big to promote or talk about. So I think people were a little disappointed. Um, but there were still big things. Like I remember Rob- Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson showed up to talk about the Avengers. Um, they had One of the things I remember, uh, I think it was Ricky Bergani's podcast who put the audio on, and it was called the Voices of the Parks panel. Yes. And they had like seven people. I remember the, the narrator of the monorail was there. Uh, one of the ghost Bill hosts Rogers. maybe or something. Anyway, they had they had several voices of different attractions throughout the parks, and they they would ask them to say certain things in their voices, which was it's such a Disney nerd thing. Like everyone else would be like, "Why is that a big deal?" But to us who yes. love the parks, it's like that is so cool. It was it was amazing. In fact, go look that up. It's amazing. And then I remember two years ago, some of the biggest news was movie related. Like I'm thinking specifically Maleficent. They talked a lot about Angelina Jolie was there. Um, Jason Schwartzman showed up to talk about. Uh, oh, what's the Mary Poppins movie called? Help me out. Saving, Saving, Mr. Saving Banks. Mr. Banks. And Richard Sherman, and he sang Spoonful of Sugar. Uh, Idina Menzel actually sang Let It Go, but the movie Frozen had not even been released yet, so I think people probably weren't as excited at the time. And I remember everybody kind of watching that and like, eh, that's okay song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, remember the big draw last year was... The Alan Minken Richard Sherman concert mm-hmm. at the end of it. Oh, that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Which they allowed they allowed people to post in its entirety online, which was cool. So, and that's the thing nowadays with technology. I'm sure it's so cool to be there, but we're probably going to get a lot of the announcements just minutes after they do at the convention center. So, I think next week we'll come back and talk about um, whether what we hoped would happen really did happen, and we'll probably be able to announce a few things. As well, but let's go ahead and get into this year's conference. And I want to talk about maybe let's each pick one panel because we've all looked at the schedule. Hopefully, <laughs> let's pick at least one, just one panel that if we could only go to one, which would we pick? And I'm going to go ahead and start because I think this is one all of us would say, and that will allow you to pick another one. But one of the big <laughs> announcements this year was that there is indeed going to be another parks and resorts panel. So they're going to be talking about parks and resorts. And Mm. uh, they have officially said that they're going to be talking about Shanghai Disney Resort and Avatar. But it's like an hour and a half panel. Mm -hmm. So I really, really hope that they'll say something about Disney's Hollywood Studios. They have got to. I am going to be so upset if they don't. I feel like all year they've been closing things without announcing something because they're like, we're going to announce everything all at once. And what better opportunity? Yeah, than right they're going to have to do something to give some hype or it's just going to be like, well, I mean, like when, are, when else are they going to make the announcement? I know. They got to start doing something soon. So I think they're not going to wait on it too long. Well, remember when they announced Avatar, wasn't it? It was like in Japan or something at like midnight. Yeah. They announced it on a Friday night yeah, at midnight or something. It was so random. They have the D23 conference over there. And I think it was at that D23 conference they announced about Avatar Land. So strange. That was very strange. Yeah, if they don't announce at least something for Hollywood Studios, they're missing an opportunity. Because when else are you going to do it? You know, And you have Disney fans there who will lose their minds over it. So you might as well do it then. Especially if it's like Star Wars related or whatever. Right, that's another thing. I feel like they, it would be wonderful if they would announce something. Because they've already come out and said there will be Star Wars in the parks. But that's all we've gotten. And so if they're anywhere close to making final plans, I feel like now would be a good time to tease it. Well, can I yep. give you a hint about why I think they will announce at Hollywood Studios and yeah. it will be Star Wars related? And it kind of borders mine what panel I would pick even though there's tons I would pick. And that is I would go to the Disney Legends panel. Mm. And the Disney Legends panel, the Disney Legend Award is an award they give to people who have contributed in uh, major ways to the company. It actually started back in 1987, and they did it yearly until the D23 Expo started, and now they do it uh, every two years at the Expo. And it's always a big thing. They bring out the legend 
assuming they're still alive, which only one this year is accepting it posthumously. But um, anyways, it's always a big deal. But the reason why I say that, George Lucas is receiving a Disney Legend Award this year. So I'm assuming that means he will be at the panel and at the convention, which would make sense if he's also there to announce a huge Star Wars expansion as well. That would be cool. That would be cool. But the other people receiving the Disney Legend Award this year, George Brodenheimer, who apparently worked in the administration side in television, uh, Andres Deja, who is a who is an animator. animator. Uh, if you watched Waking Sleeping Beauty, which was your homework from last year, you will recognize him. Uh, last another week? guy. Oh, I last, said last year. I meant last week. <laughs> I looked him up. Uh, I did not know this. He was responsible for animating Gaston, Jafar, Scar, Hercules, Tigger, Triton. So he's been around. There you go. That's yeah. why you know he's a legend. And uh, Ivan Earl, who is a uh, in the animation field as well from back in the day. Danny Elfman, who has done mm-hmm. a lot of the soundtracks to the movies that you enjoy. Especially Tim Burton movies. Especially Tim Burton. Uh George Lucas, who I mentioned, Susan Susan Lucci, who I guess they kind of pick people from all the aspects of the company, and you know she's the soap opera star. So I, it kind of sounds like the people who died on the Academy Awards. <laughs> They're all alive. <laughs> like, sound, I know, but it's not like that. Like they come up, and everybody's like, "Yay, sound operated soundboard or something." Susan Lucci <laughs> is from All My Children. Right, but is that an ABC show? Yeah. Like, what's the Disney connection? It's ABC. Well, that is silly. That is silly. I feel like I should deserve a Disney legend because I host a host a Disney podcast before Susan Lucci. Yeah, that's more Disney related than Susan Lucci. That's right. If you can dream it, you can do it, Derek. Her sleeping around. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what she does because it's so popular. Right, right, right. (laughs) She slept around with many people who have died and come back to life. Listen, maybe we should have some basis before we start calling people whores around here. Okay. And sluts. Soap opera. That's what it is about. <laughs> and That's then, why they um, need the soap. <laughs> there's two people I don't know. Carson Van <laughs> Osten, who is in consumer products with the company. And then Julie Rame Casaletta, who works in parks and resorts. So, again, these are people that maybe their names are not all recognizable, but they all have contributed in a big way to the company in some aspect. I'm sure at the convention, the big deal will be made over Andres uh, Deha over Danny Elfman, Susan Lucci, and George Lucas. Those probably right. would be featured on the stage more than the others. But in the past, like last year, they honored Steve Jobs, Glenn Keane, Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Dick Clark, Tony Baxter. Uh, the year before that, or excuse me, two, four years ago in 2011, Regis Philbin. Um, all of the Disney princesses' voices. Oh, we're cool. honored. So Paige O'Hara, Jody Benson, Leah Salonga, all those, mm-hmm. um, they they received the awards. Uh, so, you know, they, they do a good job of trying to bring in people people are interested in seeing. Yeah, but I actually really appreciate that they also award people that you might not know. It's like the uns- unsung heroes of Disney. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's very easy just to, to honor the people you who make you money, per se, because of their name. So, yeah, to, to honor the people who are working behind the scenes is nice. But my favorite one they did, and you can find this on YouTube, is they also posthumously, posthumously, <laughs> I can't speak, he'd be dead, and they decided to honor him, and that is uh, Jim Henson. Uh-huh. And at the D23 Expo in 2011, Kermit and um, Ralph the Dog sang Wolf. Rainbow Connection. Yeah. Wolf, huh? not Ralph. <laughs> Whatever. And such a, uh, a Muppet fan. <laughs> I yeah. am a huge Muppets fan. Those oh. two old guys. Whatever their names are. <laughs> Anyways, they sang Rainbow Connection and it was it just made me it just made me tear up because mm. oh. they're honoring Jim Jim Henson, who, you know, in my mind is a legend. He is, they said so. He's up there with um Walt Disney in my book, as far as wow. the dreamers of our generation. Of our society. Dreamers, the lovers, and me. You know, Jim Henson. Walt Disney, but he created, he created, that's like saying Walt Disney created cartoons. I mean, well, sure, he did. that was part of it, but he created so much more. Yeah. He could have just worked in a children's church somewhere. No, no. that's crazy. Okay. I saw that all the legends will receive a two foot tall bronze statue. 
that's tall. Like, <laughs> two feet tall? Are you kidding me? That's like above my knees. Yeah. It's like, like can I have mine smaller, please? I don't no. know. I actually put this in my home. I know. Anyway. All right, Matt. Which one would you go to? Mine is hands down Imagineering 60 Years of Disneyland. Okay. Uh, yes, that uh, was on my list. Uh, I've, I've, I've always been uh, obsessed with Imagineering and Imagineers and, and all of that stuff. And um, like I talked about that Disney Treasure DVD, the Disneyland one, um, that whole thing fascinates me. Just the, the birth of the amusement park as we know it, or theme park as we know it, and especially how that contributed to the to the rest of Disney parks history. I think mm-hmm. that'd be it was really close between that one and um, the, the 60 years of park merchandise. And I'm not really into merchandise as much as let's say Jeremy is, uh, like things being released and ooh, there's something new. But I thought it would be interesting to see what kind of merchandise. You know, they were selling in 1955. Right. Well, yeah, because th- that one interests me as well because they're also going to tell kind of the story about how these things were created and what the mindset was. And I think it would be interesting because you could probably tell a lot about American culture in general based on the uh, merchandises released. So. Yep. Merchandises. Um, <laughs> all of them. All of the merchandises. Uh, one of the things I think is cool about the Imagineering 60 Years of Disneyland is that it will be hosted by Leslie Iwerks, granddaughter of, of Iwerks, who we talked about a lot on our episode about the Walt Disney Family Museum because he worked very closely with Walt in his early, early animation days. So I think that'd be cool to just to hear from her. She makes documentaries, and she has made True. two that are really good. One is on the life of, of iWorks. Everybody needs to see it. And then the other one everybody needs to see is on the Pixar company. She does like a, a documentary on their history and founding, and it, both fascinating and wonderful. Hmm. Okay, well, let's go back to the Parks and Resorts panel for just a second. Is there anything else that you guys expect them or want them to announce, or did we kind of cover all that? Want them? Yeah. Well, we expect a Star Wars announcement within that Star Wars. I actually don't. I would be really surprised if they did. Oh, no, I do. I certainly do. Uh, and I think that something I want to see is uh, a clearly uh, a large expansion to Hollywood Studios featuring Star Wars things. I would also like to... Uh, I hope that there's a Pixar expansion coming. Whatever they're doing at Hollywood Studios, it's not just going to be one thing. Right. It's going to have to be multiple things, and it might be over time, like to be completed in 2021 for the for the 50th or whatever. But um, oh yeah, uh, of Disney World. But maybe they'll do it that way. But they're going to have to announce a lot of things for mm-hmm. that blessed park. Yeah, I hope that one of the things is a complete overhaul of the theme, the name, the feel, the atmosphere. I think that would rejuvenate that park um, a lot. If you look at that, it's it's got ho- uh, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Toy Story, Mania. It's got those three rides that are very popular that pull a lot of the older like teens and stuff to that park. Even then, it's still struggling, so it needs it needs that big push. I would like to see some more information about Avatar Land. Um, I think it's getting close to being open, so we can kind of know what's going to be there, and that would be fun to announce, especially because it will be open for the next expo, right? Yeah, it should be. So there you go. You could really use that opportunity to, to sell us on that. I would love if they showed some clips from Rivers of Light, the new like water yeah. show that will be in Animal Kingdom. That would be neat to see. Some more info on the uh, the nighttime version of the safari ride. Oh yeah, yeah. Would be interesting. I I mean, like it's going to be really disappointing if they spend the whole time on Avatar talking about things we already know. Oh yeah, like oh here's the floating mountains and here's how far we've gotten. Well, we already knew those were going to be there though. Unless they actually have one of the floating mountains there. Yeah, I doubt that. Um, I would like to. It would be kind of cool to see like like in the in the hall. Like pull back the curtain. Here's a floating mountain. Well, this was the quote I was going to read earlier. So on the floor on the floor they have lots of pavilions that will kind of coincide with these panels and it says the Parks and Resorts pavilion will give guests a look into the much anticipated Shanghai Disney Resort as well as a preview of the Avatar project. 
Plus, in addition to the previously announced presentation, guests will have the opportunity to hear from executives, Imagineers, designers, Disney legends, and others directly involved with these projects for Walt Disney Parks. So, but I feel like whenever there's something where Imagineers give interviews, they have a script. Yeah. It's like watching the GOP primary debate last week. <laughs> it's like, so will, it, will there be like floating lights in the tree? There are several things we have mentioned as possibilities. It's like, okay, yes. well. There great. are many things that exist in the universe. <laughs> and there are. In the world lights. of Avatar, we know that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's about adventure and, and soaring and strange <laughs> blue people. Uh, I, it would be kind of cool to see like an announcement come out of like total left field. You yeah. know, like. And we, world. yes, re-haul. that's exactly what I was going to say. Is oh, if yeah. they announced a huge uh, rehaul of, of Future World and Epcot, like that would be amazing. It's a lot of help. But they, see, the thing that makes me think there's nothing happening in Future World anytime soon like that is the fact that they're, they just repainted all the innovation buildings. And yeah. I don't know. That thing just sits over there. It's like it's just gathering dust. It's like a museum now. All of Future World is like a, like a, like a mall from the 80s. Like a grand and miraculous mall. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so ironic with, with it being called Future World. I mean, Ellen's junk thing is about to be 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I like that. <laughs> Her junk thing. I, mean, I enjoyed that attraction. All this technical but, terms, you're going to confuse our listeners. Yeah, yeah. It's going Her to be 20 years old. Mm. I mean, that version of it. Well, let's talk about some of the other panels. Jeremy, I'm like, you. it was hard to pick. And as I list the other things I would like to see, I'm pretty sure I listed about 90% of the panels <laughs> on this list. But I don't care. We're going to talk about them. Okay. I bet y'all want to go see the stupid, goofy movie. 20th yes. yes! That was on my list. Yes. yes. It's a I'm 20th so- anniversary reunion of the cast and crew who worked on that film. I think that's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. And I hope comes it. Oh, my gosh. Matt, I you hope you what? I hope Somebody ask him where the mom's at. <laughs> yeah. I got a question. What happened to the mom? They usually do have Q and A time. I said I Is hope she somebody, did. I hope somebody films it because mm. uh, I hope that ends up on YouTube. Matt, it's there a- better be a power line concert. Is oh all I have God. to say. That would be amazing. <laughs> eye to eye. Uh, Seeing it. Did Goofy cheat on the wife with Clarabelle Cow? <laughs> I'm amazed, what? Matt, that. Coming from our generation, you did not, you don't like that movie. Like, that is. I, listen, when I was that, what was that 95? Because mm-hmm. this is the 20th anniversary. Right? When I was 10 years old, I was already engrossed in the Disney universe. I was obsessed with Mickey Mouse and Disney World and Walt Disney, and I loved the classic cartoons. And so when I went to see that in the theaters, I'm like, this is an abomination. <laughs> goofy as a 10 year old you were using the word abomination i mean i knew i knew at that time in my mind however i formulated it at that time i knew that they were trying too hard to be relevant no classic character. no that movie yes that movie holds up that movie holds it's like the totally. jetsons movie. Uh, no, not it's like the jetsons movie. No. no that's a goofy movie is a great movie it totally holds up bill farmer's a genius that's all that needs to be said. Would they have made a sequel if it was not an incredible movie? <laughs> okay, bad I example. I my case. No, I'm just kidding. Because they made Pocahontas too. Anyway. Probably, probably the only Pauly Shore movie that holds up. <laughs> I will give you that. I like Jury Duty. <laughs> and what about Encino, okay. man? That's we fun. need to stop. We need to stop. Okay, I am excited about that, but I will say it's not the one I'm most excited about. I'm still excited about just the Pixar and Animation Studios one and the live action one because they always have some really cool stars show up for these and announce really cool like sneak peeks. I know they're specifically talking about Finding Dory in the animation one. Moana, which I'm excited about as well. Right. Moana. 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 The Polynesian themed one. It's better than Mona. (laughs) That's what I thought it was at first. Yeah. I assume the I know the live action one I think they're going to be talking about Captain America Civil War a little bit. That's going to be big. Yeah. Um, and some other things. So I just, th- those always get um, really cool guest stars to show up. So I feel like they would be interesting to sit through. And if you remember, J.J. Abrams said at San Diego Comic-Con that there will be no more Star Wars footage shown between now or then and the film coming out. So No, I thought, no, I think he said 
the next trailer won't be till fall, right? I think it'll be but one no of the more fall. leak, no more preview footage like at comic cons and things. Okay. So my point is, they're not going to be showing any new footage from the film at the expo. So that just leans even heavier to the fact that Star Wars announcements have to come not about the movie but about ah, the, parks. the parks. Interesting. Well, the the Pixar and Disney Animation Studios panel is hosted by John Lasseter, so even that alone will be kind of cool to hear from him, someone so high up in the company talking about things Pixar-related. Yes. But Okay, what else? What other panels? Jeremy, I know which one you're excited about. What? The Disney on Broadway. <laughs> jerk, yeah. Oh, I was Don't call me jerk, that. I'm exactly right, aren't I? <laughs> you are. Uh, but don't say it with such a condescending tone. No, no, I'm excited too, I just... Yeah, I just they're going to do kind of a retrospective look at uh, Disney on Broadway, and they're going to have some of the original cast members from some of the shows be there to sing some of the numbers, which I think is wonderful. Who? It's the it's the genie? The genie, and the original then the Mary original, Poppins. original Mary Poppins, original Tarzan. Oh, yeah. And that there was, was one more. I forget who. No, I think it was just three. Oh, just three? Okay. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, if you like Disney music. Definitely, and if you like Broadway. And yeah. musicals, which I do. Safari, so good. 60 years of the world-famous Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Safari, so good. Safari, so good. Mm, it's punny. Yeah, just like the Jungle Cruise itself. There's a oh, lot of those retrospective uh, panels this year. I mean, you know, looking back mm-hmm. on... Disneyland and merchandise and Jungle Cruise. I'm glad they're taking advantage of those kind of and things. And a Goofy movie. And a Goofy movie, of And course. Toy Story. Timeless. There's Toy Story 20 years later. The original crew looks back. Now, see, that deserves a, its own yeah. spotlight. That kind of revolution, revolutionized animation. Can you believe a Goofy movie and Toy Story are both 20 years old this year? That's amazing. It is pretty crazy. Mm. They're also doing an Aladdin making of panel and i hmm. wonder if they're going to have some sort of tribute to robin williams oh that would be appropriate i would guess um there's one i will not be going to and that is the one with the once upon a time panel oh, because yeah, that no. show is horrible yeah who cares yeah but isn't it funny how it's the little panels that everybody's like i don't know if i'll go to that and then they end up getting like a ton of press afterwards like i remember uh the nostalgia podcast always talks about how they were there for the first expo and no one wanted to go to that panel about some show they'd never heard of called modern family where the entire (laughs) cast was there wow and then that show came out in september and they were like why did we not go to that panel that would have been awesome Um, there's something else they're doing, which I think would be interesting, and that is the um, Disney in Concert, A Silly Symphony Celebration. Uh-huh. Did you all see this? Yeah. Yeah, those sounded interesting. I wonder what that's going to be, like playing the music and like maybe live music set yeah, to the allow uh, me films. To, allow me to tell you, it's a live concert performance featuring a 32-piece orchestra celebrating the Sim- Silly Symphony short films um, hosted by film historian Leonard Moulton. So you'll actually mm. watch the short on the screen while they play the music live. Okay. Which I think would be great. Yeah. Um, Including the three little pigs, the old mill, flowers and trees, and many others. So there you go. Now, one thing I'm really looking forward to in September is the American Experience Walt Disney documentary on PBS. Um, and they're going to have a panel called The Making Of, which probably won't interest me all that much but i definitely have the 14th and 15th marked on my calendar to record that uh documentary i think it's going to be fascinating we will be in disneyland i know as that premieres i know kind of crazy but also kind of sad because i want to watch it live but that's okay that's okay it's interesting that how to me how it's grown as well and to, looks more like a comic con is because they're having lots of autograph signing mm-hmm. opportunities which is very conish to me and then they're also having the jedi academy there this year something for the kids apparently it's sponsored by target so you can go and do your jedi academy training like you can at the parks i'm assuming it's the same starbucks get your starbucks at your star worlds (laughs) what (laughs) star wars star worlds star world (laughs) um yeah speaking of autographs i think i saw the lopez's who wrote the music for frozen will be signing autographs so I'm sure that line will be wrapped Brett around. Brett Iwin, who is, or Iwin, whoever you say his name, is uh, the voice of Mickey Mouse. He'll be signing. 
Oh, now that's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. As well as like Marty Sklar and Tony Baxter, some of those Disney legends. Cool. Cool. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a packed with good stuff expo. That was a very good adjective I added to that. Hyphenated. (laughs) Yes, you need the hyphens there. But there's going to be a lot of good stuff, and hopefully next week we can come back and talk about maybe hopes versus reality about what they announce during the conference. They might not have a show at all because they don't talk about anything. (laughs) That's true. I I am predicting that next week... We will be gushing and gooing and guying all Gooey. over Star Wars expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that the Hollywood studios will now be called Disney Frozen Land. Mm. I think that will be the big announcement. We should make bets. if that happens. It's gonna. I'm gonna be hard pressed to like keep my Disney fandom alive. To be honest with you, if they start going down that route. Well, we'll see. Um, a spokesman did say, stay tuned. There will be a lot of surprise guests. So, I mean, talk about teasing that expo. Look, Toy Story 20, they're having that whole thing, too. There's lots lining up for Pixar and Star Wars stuff to be announced. There you go. Oh, that's Here true. comes Tim Allen and Tom Hanks with George Lucas right there with Bob Iger and Mickey Mouse. To announce some sort of Toy Story expansion? Pixar expansion, Star Wars expansion, a big deal at Hollywood Studios, and I'm using Indiana Jones motions. ride. No, uh, that's going to happen. But anyway, it would be fantastic. But well, that could be the George Lucas thing. Could be. Anyway, all right. We'll come back next week, and we will let you know all the details about it. But until then, our hopes are still alive for a couple days at least. Um, so thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mad Chatters podcast. If you want to find us online, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Of course, you can always send your feedback to comments at madchatters.net. We'll see you next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day and buy a t-shirt. Bye-bye now. Fruit snacks do not mean the same thing as candy. I know that Michelle Obama has said we should not eat the candy, but when little children come to your trick-or-treat stop at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, please give us candy and not fruit snacks and or fruit roll-ups. Those are not equatable. <laughs> and pennies. No pennies. <laughs> you know, I totally think fruit roll-ups are candy. Oh. Those are clearly not candy. They're in the snack aisle at the grocery store. It's like straight up sugar. Wait, wait. The man who doesn't think chocolate is candy, but thinks fruit roll-ups are candy? Are you for real? Yeah, you've said that. I know. They're not, those aren't even close. Like, fruit roll-up is so much closer to Starburst, Starburst than a Snickers is. It's old-fashioned fruit leather is what it is. It ain't, it ain't no candy. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like it's got such a... Like, it's, it's so similar to, like, a Twizzler's consistency to me. Quit drinking the communist Kool-Aid, Derek. Mm. As long as we don't get pennies. I always hated those houses with pennies. Pennies? In Disney World? Not at Disney World, but in Halloween in general. Oh, like but you know what? Pennies? You know, you never went to a house and got pennies? Like mm. money. Yes. Like little, di- like, not dimes, but pennies. Like one cent Abraham Lincoln pennies. No, that's stupid. That, that is. is stupid. But you know what Derek likes that I hate, and you might like them, Matt? He likes those peanut butter uh, orange things, orange and black. You know what I always called them? I always called them the little the trash bag candy because they look like the little Halloween <laughs> they trash do. bag. They do. They're, it's peanut butter toffee. I don't get how you don't like that. You know what I do like that's old school like that is bitto bitto honey. honey. <laughs> I yes. love that stuff. I, like I used to like, like bitto honey till I lost a filling out of one one time. There's something that's overly generic about those. Halloween trash bag candies that I don't. There are only about two candies I just can't do. One, I'm blanking on the good and plenty. Good and plenty. I don't yeah. think we've had Oh, that. they're so gross. It's like black licorice, but like little bites. Like pills. Ugh. And the other one is those circus peanuts, which I've never actually had anyone offer me, but someone bought them for me just so I could try them. It's, they're terrible. Like, yeah, those are awful. They taste like nothing. Like Peeps. I can't stand Peeps. See, I, I, don't even, I don't even mind Peeps. Did you see the new flavor of Peeps that are coming out? I'm not a Peeps person either. 
pumpkin spice peeps. Mm. Oh, you can put that in your hot chocolate. Ooh, rejoice, white girls, rejoice! Yeah, <laughs> pumpkin yeah. spice. It's so fall. Yeah, people have already started the countdown. I got on my boots with the fur and my scarf and my sleeveless vest. Yeah, here in Florida, people do not understand fall. There's they don't <laughs> that whole pumpkin spice cinnamon stuff does not that doesn't go over here. They don't care about that. Oh, try that. teaching preschool and try and teach about the four seasons in Miami. Tell me how seasons go. <laughs> what? You say what's what season is it right now? It's winter. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's January. But there's no snow. Well, not everywhere there's snow. Uh-huh. The card says there's snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me oh. pop in a DVD of Frozen and show you what this looks like. Little brats. 